A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Hey signers, it's Julia. Before we get into this week's episode, I wanted to let you know that if you're in the LA area, I'm going to be headlining at the Chatterbox this Sunday, January 20th, doing 30 minutes of comedy, and I would love to see your beautiful starlit faces there. Uh, Sunday, January 20th, 9pm. It's totally free. It is the best show in LA that's not in LA, and it will be starring yours truly. So come out to Covina. I would love to see you there and enjoy this episode. Bye. Welcome to What's Your Sign. I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Anderson. I'm Lisa Chenu. Happy New Year, everybody. 2019. Chenu Year. Oh. oh. I can't believe you've never, I've never heard that. Mm. I mean. There are too many puns. <laughs> but still, I mean, I'm all, I feel like I never hear any of them. And it's probably because you've lived your life with them. Yeah. And so you don't like bring them up, obviously. Yeah. But, and because just, but Chenu is just such a fun one. Mm. 
When you got the ooh. For everyone else. I'm sure not for Yeah, I don't you. know. It rhymes with Shamu. I don't know. It's not that fun. <laughs> <laughs> or, See, all of these, I'm like... I yeah, would, but that's not fun for not, some people course. to call you Shamu. Of course not. But I'm just like, I, the idea of you having like a bunch of rhyming nicknames is still very new and novel to me. Shamu. It, and yeah. novel to you. <laughs> <laughs> Shampoo. Yeah, I haven't heard that one. <laughs> <laughs> that one doesn't exist at all. Hell yeah. Um, we we made it through the first eclipse. Yeah. Yeah. Uneventful. Yeah. No, I, nothing to report yet, but I guess it's maybe something to report later on that we don't even yes, know that's cooking. It's it's definitely too, you know, too soon to tell, but I think I talked about this when we had the eclipse episode that like I really maybe they just haven't happened in like my signs or like where it's been really uh detrimental, but like I just can't I don't know or maybe it's just that thing where like you're too pre- you're too prepared for it so then it's not it's not a big deal or whatever. I don't know. I think I they're know. just so far apart that you just, for, I kind of forget until it's happening or until there are those like sudden things, whatever those eclipses were in uh, the summer of 2017. I definitely, those were like closed doors times for me. And I didn't really even realize the set, the setup for those doors closing started whenever that polarity was of like the first set of the eclipse. I think just eclipses are easy to forget they're going down mm-hmm. until sh- the shit happens. I think I'm just really not good at like, cause this is something that I kind of explored with today's topic too, where it's like, I'm just not good at like looking at my life that way or something. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just not able to be like, journaling every day and like looking back and seeing like i'm i I just if something bad happens i try to forget about it and then like if something good happens i try to hold on to it as long as possible (laughs) (laughs) like i never actually know when things that's so interesting you say exciting incident happened that's so interesting you say that because (laughs) per this episode i like sat down and did i mean it's written in my doc called my return and i just did a literally january 2018 february 2018 i tried to do the same like a month by month and like there was one i mean like april 2018 nothing i can nothing of note i can think of but like but then there's all these other like uh, just like sitting there and really bullet journaling and then even just going back to like instagram or my phone pictures or like seeing like okay i know when a lot of i do know when a lot of good things happen and I remember when traumatic things totally happened. But then, like, I don't know. I, I can't remember where I heard it recently. But something about being, like, a balanced life includes having the balance of sadness, too. Which, like, I always forget about when I talk about trying to, like, be equal and stable and all this. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I need, like, the the bad. I, I know it's, like, a consistent theme of knowing, like, it's okay to be sad. But it's, like, I forget, I like, every time it happens so like going through and remembering like oh yeah this is like when i got an abortion (laughs) and when i like stopped talking to my dad and like you know like all these things and it's like huh okay but um it's just interesting thinking of like going having to go back and write out even just one sentence that represents a month i know there's definitely stuff that i like forgot but i think um i mean i think we have to be like a combination of all of it but i think that there's something good about not um, being too caught up in in the the happenings because I think I am like very quick to find patterns in things but I don't mm. think that's always helpful because sometimes you are attributing too much meaning to things that shouldn't be 
dwelled on that I absolutely have the tendency to do. Mm-hmm. I notice patterns too, but I don't think I notice like I could say easily, oh, I'm repeating that cycle of thought that I do, but I would never be like that I did last January or you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'll know that it's happening, but I won't be able to place it like day and time wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think sometimes I fear like doing the same thing for more than one year that I do this like um, sabotaging thing where I like I look back and if I think this year is going to be anything like the year I just had not even if it was like a good or like I had a great year looking back at my year but like the fear of just doing the same thing again makes me like want to like oh, I, well how am I supposed to even like maintain how do you how does one maintain being good and also like maybe this is the year I actually just go work on a goat farm and like go woofing or whatever and like run away like my like flight or you know tendencies just like totally just start like bubbling up where it's like no it's like I don't know what's gonna happen this year like I didn't know what was gonna happen last year didn't know what was gonna happen in 2017 and that's okay like it's kind of fun but also like for a tourist who likes stability at the core it's like terrifying (laughs) well there's I mean going back to your like the thing about balance being like good and bad it's the you know pain versus suffering where it's like pain is inevitable but suffering is what is it like optional or whatever there's some quote that's like that Mm -hmm. but the yeah i mean we obviously forget that we have to have like even if it's not like traumatic tragic times there's just times when you like are tired and you don't want to do what you have to do that day and you just have a day that's not like great but then right. you have a day that's great and you only recognize the disparity between the two because you had the other one like but it's not it doesn't make the rest of your days not I, don't, we, I think we just expect things to be nice all the time I I do yeah and I don't even realize I think I've I've had a realization over um like i'll say winter break it's like <laughs> break from what but like over the holidays just kind of like driving around when there was that blissful nobody blissful Ugh, two weeks best, of los angeles man. when it's just everyone's in such a good mood god it's the best it, and you realize it's better than snow it is that's why i'm like this to me this feels like i remember I, it was like that first uh like that thursday before uh, Christmas and I like got on the freeway and in my mind like Christmas me I hadn't been listening to Christmas music the whole time but I got on the freeway and I was just like sleigh bells ring <laughs> <laughs> like the freeway's just wide open oh. it took me 10 minutes I oh it's so ridiculous this, oh, you just pull apart oh I slept through my alarm I I was supposed to be at work in 10 minutes when I woke up no I got ready I was 10 minutes late to work that's how little traffic there was. And oh. I live to like 20 minutes from work. It's also so for, beautiful. It almost yeah. feels like I have laundry in my unit. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's like, that's a type of horny that like I, 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 the place I stayed when I was in the Bay the whole time, it was like my friend's home who that had like a laundry in the home and a big kitchen and new appliances. I was just cooking bolognese for the fuck of it. Like, I'm just like, I have all this space just to like spread up, but what I was going to say is, if y'all don't know, if y'all need to take a vacation, California, and don't blow up the spot, maybe I'll take this back, but like LA and also San Francisco, empty, ghost town. It was fucking don't sick. Don't come. 
But don't please don't go. <laughs> go see your families yeah. wherever they no, are. But that's I, not here. I was talking to my friends who went to Chicago, New York, and they're like, "Oh my fucking god, it was a mob fest." It's like because everyone goes home to the East Coast, everyone goes home to the Midwest. Oh my god, California just like it just it's empties. So it's nice. the best. And every truly everybody is in just like a a real good mood. Everyone's relaxed because also no one like everybody knows that the city is like shut down so nobody yeah. feels pressure to be like hus- networking and hustling and all that it's just like it's a good agreed break <sighs> we're all like let's just like reflect we've done our work all year yeah. what are we even doing yeah keep it moving yeah. well i had this realization that like and it's not even a conscious thing that i do um but just like avoiding conflict at all cost mm-hmm. like that kind of thing or just like not necessarily conflict because it's not that but just like assuming that if someone is is i thought about it more just like at work where it's like oh if someone is uh unhappy then that's like the worst thing but it's not right. the worst thing mm-hmm. it's like yeah that can just happen and then you can like figure it out but that it's okay for everyone to feel whatever it is that they're feeling at any time and it's only when you you know are like trying to make it mean something about you or like try to tell people not to to feel what they're feeling like right that it becomes an issue well it makes it just says being sad mad bad or angry is like a trait that shouldn't be accepted or valued which is like a lot of pressure on yourself and on everybody around you my friend kelly shout out to gemini um sent me a really cute she's like thought of you today and she sent me this little drawing um if i remember to share this i'll i'll do it um but it was it was like the little smiley face like the forrest gump smiley face that i have tattooed on my knee but it was in the moon phases and it just said happiness comes in cycles and i was just like oh and she's like thought of you and i was like i needed this today Mm -hmm. (laughs) because i was like yeah like it'd be fucking weird if i was like 100% 100% happiest I've ever been every day forever. Amen. It's like, what the fuck? I also think that there's value in like, uh, you know, fake it till you make it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. you can't, I mean, I'm certainly not saying like, if you're upset, don't tell anyone, bottle it up and right. keep it yourself forever. But like, if you're, if you wake up on the wrong side of the bed, like maybe you just need to get up and put on your makeup and go do something or like, don't put on your makeup and go do something or whatever you want to do. But like, Try to be your best. Try to get out and be like, I'm okay. And then guess what? People are going to treat you like you're going to be okay. And you're going to feel like you're going to be okay. I think that though, even like the, you can fake, faking it until you make it requires you still to acknowledge that you're in a state that's not that Mm. state. So I think that even that is like a level of being like, I know, I know I don't feel like this right now. And that's okay i'm not gonna sit in it i'm gonna do something active to try to like kind of um, oh i don't know counter it but i think like for instance i this is like i don't know how to phrase this where it isn't obvious who i'm talking about (laughs) (laughs) but like i knew someone very well who lost their father and like didn't go to work for a week and just like sat at home and felt sorry for themselves. And like it was getting to a point where things were getting very sad and uh, they went back to work and they felt so much better that day because Mm -hmm. they like got back to doing the regular thing. And also like that's not to say you shouldn't take time off if someone dies in your family, but it is like 
when you realize that someone's sitting in their own pity for the hell of it and not yes. because they're actually feeling sad about the death of someone mm. in their life, it's almost more like you're like whatever you're doing yourself is like more trauma. Mm-hmm. Well, because then it's like it's I think it's like about like the and let me preface this by saying I do not I'm not trying to qualify or quantify the pain of a loss of a family member um or anybody but i think it's like the the appropriate weight to it where it's like if you're if you're you're swallowing like that now you've made it like more than just the actual like pain then it's like the act of doing it which now that's this whole other thing right it's also like in those times like you should be with your family and your friends and not be like sitting alone in a corner and like watching football with a beer in your hand like Mm -hmm. you have to like do the thing that is like commuting and i don't know everyone grieves differently but well there's like a difference between needing that like alone i'm gonna be a wallowing mess and then being like you can't talk to me or ask me a question about this specific thing because I am this wallowing mess. You know, did you know what I just went through? And it's like, okay, yes, but I'm also, if you're close enough with me, then you should, we, there should be that understanding of like checks and balances and, uh, and checking in and like hoping someone's like, okay. And like, and just like having that, like, yeah, I agree. Like with even that putting on the happy face, like I, I can be like quick to both anger and sadness with my placements and sometimes, like, just, like, going into, like, a, a room or a bathroom and just be like, I'm mad right now. I'm just mad. I'm mad. And now I'm, and now I'm crying. And now I'm sad. And just, But then also just, like, okay. And I said it out loud to myself. And, like, and I'm not really, it, it doesn't, if I flash forward to tomorrow and I don't even remember what the fuck I was mad or sad about. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, like, sometimes well, you just part need- of the process of completing whatever it is, like, whatever mm-hmm. that completing the argument or completing the work at work that someone told you you did wrong or completing the funeral arrangements for your loved one is getting it together and being mm-hmm. like no matter what it is part of it has to, is like well we have to bury the body at some point like yes yeah there's like stuff we have to get done and that's like not to say that you should just like ignore your feelings but right part of that is healing yeah mm-hmm. well and i guess that's what i was that's kind of what i meant by saying about the fake it till you make it stuff is that that's still like an option to deal with what it is that you need to do at hand it's like you're like i need to regardless whether i sit at home and sulk by myself or i go out and do something i need the day has to go on so how am i going to decide to like handle these feelings that i'm having mm-hmm. and i think that faking it till you make it or or just standing up saying i'm mad i need to get that out or whatever is still always like the active choice of dealing with it as opposed to using it as a reason to not deal with it yeah Mm -hmm. which is what i think a lot of people are doing when they sulk yeah because that like don't talk to me about it that's not that's being like i i can't even it's so it's so painful i don't even want to engage with it at all so i'm not going to engage with anything Mm -hmm. or you couldn't possibly understand and like but that's not engaging with it Mm -hmm. either not and again not to tell anybody how to live their lives or do whatever Mm -hmm. but and what i've realized with like arguments especially with like dating and i realized this is a pattern that i've had with like pretty much every dude ever is that like i can have these like moments of conflict or fights or or misunderstanding means that make you frustrated and then you get heated and then like my like way my venus taurus way of at the end but at the end we should hug and kiss like at the end we should get get it out fight 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 bicker and then it's like okay but remember we're on the same team 
And not that they're on the same team, but there's like, I forget, like some people just don't bounce back after feeling tons of like sadness or anger. Like they're just like, I'm in a shit mood now. Like I'm like we're, we've resolved and we've agreed, but I'm not going to be like, cool. You want to keep watching TV or like, you know, or want to go back to normal. And it's like, oh yeah. And like people also don't have like kind of just circling back to what we were saying. Like not everyone has the same instant recovery time or even long-term recovery time. Everyone has whatever their cycle is but just because it's again with astrology just because they're not the same as you doesn't mean that theirs is invalid yeah i think that's totally Uh, i mean the holidays were hard i think me and julia were talking a little bit about it earlier but just like even if i was telling her like even though like i've eliminated all the things about the holidays that like make me stress the world is all like residually stressed that like you can't escape the feelings because they're just kind of like permeated out into the atmosphere so even if you're like i don't have like the stress of like family and maybe deep down i do because i'm, I'm ignoring to go to enter either stress or like i'm like kind of ignoring my problems in a lot of ways by like just not in- engaging which helps me but at the end i'm still feeling like whenever like a one little like when i was out of town like um i sm- like when i smoke pot i like f- forget everything and so we went to the zoo and as soon as we parked, I was like, I'm, I think I left the stove on and oh, I like, no. and I, but I like knew I like, I'm like, I turned it off. Like, but I was also doing that thing where like, I'm pre cooking these vegetables cause I'm making this big stew because I'm perfect and I'm good at planning and I'm good at everything. And then I would get to the zoo and it's a Sunday. It's like the day before new year's Eve, Sunday or whatever it was. And it was fucking packed to the gills. You had to pay 10 bucks to park drive all the way up this fucking hill and i just was like i think i did and i was like i don't think i did but i think i did and then of course you know practical paths like well let's go back like because you're not gonna enjoy the zoo if you think the house is the house we're staying at is burning down and we go back and it's off but i just like 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 cathartic just was like like i suck i suck at everything i'm so stupid i'm not good at stuff and he's like whoa like come down tiger and i was like no i'm not allowed to be bad and it was like you are and i was like why do i feel why do i put myself under such like i didn't even care like i know that that's not a big deal but it's just like uh i don't it's just like such pressure that like you don't it's the same with eclipses it's like i don't think this is here and then like one little like imperfection like bubbles up and it's like no i fucking suck well i do the same thing with the straightener i always think (laughs) i left it on and it's like become a running joke in my house and everyone i've lived with because i've had them go home and check if the straightener's on (laughs) and it's never on and like i don't know maybe it's because i have no fire in my chart but i truly believe that when i was in like elementary school we had so many fire safety things and they told you basically that anything could burn your house down and i believe that they gave me such a fear of that (laughs) Mm -hmm. that now everything every day i think the straighteners on here's my tip for you you have to do this is like the stupidest thing that you have to do but if you have something like that in your life or if you like thought you leave the stove on you have to be like when you turn it off you have to be like i turned it off while i was listening to them talk about bet midler on that you must remember this podcast uh-huh. or like you have to like say it out loud like i turned it off while i was looking at my face with no makeup on mm-hmm. and then when you get outside and you're like did i leave oh no you're my like, face no, i did no the makeup. thing 
I do it so much with locking the door. You know, like all yeah. that. Also, That's a really good idea. My mom's one is watch it explode. But I'm like, then things will be exploding everywhere. I already have like a thing with violence. But like her thing is like her keys. She leaves them. So it's like if you like look and you see it like explode on the table, like visualize it, you'll remember where you left it. I don't. This might be like too out there, but I don't have anything with fire or and it, my thing i always am afraid of people like falling out of windows <laughs> or like falling falling off we of a thing and i have in the car. i have no air oh that's well, what i'm I like is that too phobia of stair falling downstairs oh i have that too you know how mm. like when you fall asleep this is unrelated <laughs> <laughs> when you're falling asleep and you you'll fall sometimes and you... have that <sighs> recurring fall mm-hmm. mine is always on stairs and anytime I slip on stairs, it's the scariest thing in yeah. the world to me. And I think it must be a past life thing. Oh. I think mine must be a past life thing, too, because I always, like, I will see, if someone's walking in front of me, I, like, will not, like, Visualize see them, it. but I'll yeah. be like, what if they're falling yeah, down? Like, yeah. could I catch that? What if someone falls backwards, ba- like... Mm-hmm. Like Steve thinks it's funny now Because I've said that But I'm like Every time you're walking up the stairs And you're in front of me Like I'm always afraid I'm always imagining Or I'm imagining you tumbling down As you're walking And now he'll like Pretend to do it I I think part of mine too Because I don't have much fire I mean just my moon really Everything else is pretty water earth But uh, And air But my thing too And this is also very much pre the, I've always felt this way Even pre um, The I mean, we've always had gun violence in the U.S., but, like, now it's, like, obviously all the fucking time. But even before, even, like, in high school and, like, this, I always, since I feel like I have, like, a lot of intuitiveness, like, and, and again, weed, like, I, you know, to the paranoia peaks, I always feel like, that guy, I, I know that guy, like, that I just see that guy, I don't know, his bowl cut, like, I just feel like... I don't, he just, that big bag, that, what's in that big bag? I had one guy, even recently when I was on a flight, it wasn't with, I feel like I was flying alone, but there was this guy who kept taking his big bag to, to the bathroom, and I was just like, I don't know, I'm just a paranoid bitch, and I take <laughs> edibles before I go on planes, so I'm just like, does anyone- It wasn't even the same guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, why are you taking big bag every time? Like, I don't know, I'm just like too- uh, I hope like probably maybe in the past life I was like a shitty like neighborhood watch mom but like or you were the guy with the bag oh fuck I probably was you I'm were like, a nefarious character I had a dream and I, could, I only told one coke about it because I'm like I'll probably get fired if I told everyone about this <laughs> but I had a dream we were all like shot at with but by a ghost with, with a Tommy gun and a zoot suit like it was like a like a like a zoot oh suit man and I told, <laughs> I only told one coworker because I'm like, I can't tell everyone that I dream we all got massacred. Like, that'd be fucked up. Lee, I had the same mass shooting dream as one of my friends and my boyfriend. What? Isn't that crazy? Like the same situation, like setup? Pretty scary. Oh my Pretty God. terrifying. Uh, was there, all within like a week too. What? Was there anything, not necessarily like mass shooting, but did you guys have news? any, or like did no, you guys have any kind of collective? All, yeah, we uh, all have like a similar experience. So I think we were like, I had a dream that it happened at this thing. And I was like, well, I had it. And then my boyfriend was like, I also had it. And I'm like, okay, well, oh my that God. is terrifying. It's entering our conscious. Yeah. Well, my only thing was like, I told my one coworker and she believed, I think she's going to listen to this now also, but she believes in ghosts and spirits. 
And she's like, I feel a, a, a male energy in our workplace. It has a bad energy and it feels malignant. Uh, I don't know if that's the word. Malignant, malicious, malif- mm-hmm. maleficent, uh, malignant. It's a malignant tumor that's growing <laughs> in our space. Like- but we looked up like the building stuff, and we think it was like an old gun running Burbank, like mobby, like it mm-hmm. has that vibe. Mm-hmm. And some- yesterday, one of the girls smelled a wet dog, like, and she was like, "Does anyone smell it?" It's like wet dog. I can't shake it. I can't shake it. And the girl, Ar- Ariel, love you, like who. Also, as my ghost friend, she was like, you know, I keep smelling bacon and ghosts will make you smell shit. I don't like bacon. They make you they like taunt you and haunt you with like like those like little smells and little like irks of stuff that you like really don't like. But it's usually specific to you. And that, that's so that's freaky. So freaky. That so freaky. I just got truly spooked. <laughs> so okay, I'm like working with a bunch of hoes that all believe in spirits, and we just like scare each other, like <laughs> like all damn day. That's dope. Well, speaking of scary, scary. oh my god, speaking uh, today's topic is Saturn return. Yeah, um, you asked for it, baby, and you got it. Hell yeah! Which is also kind of like your Saturn return. Um, no. Uh, yeah, I mean, you've probably heard that term. You might be going through it. You might be coming up to it. You might have already experienced it. Um, mm-hmm. But it's... You're definitely one of the three. Yeah, it's <laughs> weird. Well, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> you might be unborn. Yes. Or you mi- or you might have already had two. Yeah, yeah you might have already had two. Maybe. No, based Absolutely. on our demographics, probably not. But Maybe. P- possibly. Uh, we don't want to rule anything out. Um, but uh, I mean, what it literally is, is uh, when Saturn returns back to the same place it was in your natal chart. Um, it takes about 29, 20, they, 29 they, and a half. Like, average 29 and a half. The 29 and a half, I think, is like the exact back to your like natal Saturn, but mm-hmm. I think it can vary. It usually happens between ages like 27 to 30. I think like, yeah, like 28 to 30 typically. I think, yeah, the median is like you're probably going to be 29 and a half when it happens. Just oh, I just assumed 29 and a half was the orbit of Saturn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think it it is, but I think that's why yeah. it's like the the actual like your specific yeah. Saturn return like right. the, to your degree and that kind of stuff. Well, I was looking at like the dates that each like um, return happened like from like like they have this like long ass list from like the history of like when we started keeping track of it and it did like some just very like i looked i saw your return julia was like september like 17th 2015 to december 19 2017 and then ours started in like december but go to march so there is like i feel like there's just like usually like a little monthy like uh wavering that can happen Well, sometimes it'll retrograde back into the sign before it for a period of the time and then go forward again and, and that's what i'm so curious about is the ones that retrograde back because mine's retrograde yours i think ours is when it was retrograding back no i think because oh hang on i have to find this like because then it retrogrades but then it retrogrades back to sagittarius well sometimes it will go it can go back to another sign but also it can just be depending on how far along it was in that sign it can just retrograde through Right, like right I, now it's in Capricorn, but it can stay in Capricorn and still be retrograde. Right, it just depends on the. Mine was still in Capricorn, but retrograde, yeah. but didn't retrograde back. But I'm always interested with the retrograde back people because their return would be the Capricorn one, right? Not their natal. No, not. No, it would be the sa- Then it would definitely Sag. be the Sag one. So your year can definitely depend on if it's the retrograde. 
back. But I think it also is like. I thought that was so interesting because it's just like, oh, this like. It's like you're in that time period, but it's like having a leap year birthday or something. Mm-hmm. It's just like, yeah. what is this? So I'm one of those, but I have the dates somewhere. But are you cap or Of course, sad? this cap. Of course, like, I just can never <laughs> get something without a pop-up. Um, <laughs> they love to pop. So Capricorn, it was February 13th to June 9th, 1988. So that's, I shouldn't have just said my birth year or whatever. That's the one I'm in. And then you're. I'm 89. Yes, I'm so then it fun. then it came November eleventh, eighty eight to February sixth, ninety one. Mm-hmm. I mean, so yeah, so that's what it literally means. But what it means for you, um, it's I've heard a lot of people talk about this recently. Is just kind of like the the movement officially from like childhood to adulthood, mm-hmm. um, and obviously you are a legal adult if you are in the United States. I don't know what all of the legal ages are around the world, but like. You know, between the ages of like 16 and 21, mm-hmm. um, you're becoming legal for various things. And so, it, like, you know, society tells us that we are adults. But um, I just listened to Jessica Lignato, uh If you don't listen to her podcast, too, listen to that Ghost of Podcast. But she was talking about Saturn Return and was talking about how even when you like go off to college, the majority of your life experience has still been as a child. You don't have a lot of mm. like, even if society has told you you're an adult, you still, all of your reference points are when you, not everybody, but mo- for most people, it's like when you were living with your parents or being, right. being at school, being not like the person in control of your life. And then you get, uh, you know, the Saturn return is like that. end when you've had some time to presumably be, be in charge be away from your parents but those first few years is like total you're it's all a new thing yeah i mean i even before when i was like in my early early 20s late teens when i before i mean i always like knew my sign but before i knew about like saturn return and all these things it's like as soon as i turned like 25 which i think would kind of technically be like a shadowy period like it's coming it's coming up your or your jupiter's returning also during this time the shadow phase of like the setup for your Saturn return. And that was when I do feel like I first became like a conscious adult or at least conscious of like, Oh wait, like all this stuff I've been doing, like I need to like get my shit together. <laughs> like it was just like the like snap out of it moment. And sometimes I'm always like, well, us Americans, we're just so like regressed and we adulthood later. And you know, in, in, in the UK and Europe, they drink when they're 18 and like they can do this, but it's also like, no, but you're still like, your brain is just on a different level because you're just trying to experience. You're just trying to like meet people and love people and fuck people and learn everything and and make mis- make huge mistakes. Like I think back now too, even going back to what we were talking about, about making mistakes, like how many times like me and my friends like run out of gas and like fuck up shit and miss shit and like, like just like drop the ball hundreds of times. But it was like, bop! like, you know, move on dot com. Like I... I didn't know how to do this. And now like I think now that we have the we've made enough mistakes and we've done a lot of things, now when you make mistakes in this time period at least for me, it just feels way more tragic or at least I'm trying to like get over the feelings of it feeling super tragic because it's like I should it's these shoulds. It's like I should know better. Like I should how do I have, but it's like just let it go. It doesn't it's not the end of the world, but Saturn can sometimes feel like the end of the world. Sorry, go ahead. I don't think I've really had a 
maybe I just haven't had a stereotypical experience. That not, nothing's really resonating with me as far as like stuff that we've read. And I think maybe it's because like in my early 20s, I lost my dad and my best friend in the same year. Mm-hmm. And like I just had like a lot of other growing up stuff that happened younger. Mm-hmm. Um, so like for me, I guess more like when I right now, yeah, there's like stuff that I'm like, oh, I wish this or I want this. But I'm like, oh, well, it's not really going to help me grow as much as like those other things that happened earlier in life. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that's just because I'm like inside of it or if that's something that will ever like really change. Well, if you have to grow up faster, I think a lot of people probably relate to that, too. It's like sometimes you do have to be an adult younger. And like not that I handled all that stuff like an adult or anything but No but I think that that is I think that um, Saturn return can be it doesn't have to be I wrote down I was like it's like Mercury retrograde where it doesn't have to be this thing uh, that's like everything bad is happening and that that's where all of those things happen. Yeah I just don't feel like I've had a lot of growth. Sure. And also I haven't had really anything happen good or bad mm-hmm. well we have time <laughs> yeah i know but like i don't know well you also have it in capricorn which is where saturn is going to feel at home and i think that that might be that's what i was gonna be getting to is like the you kind of did the things that would cause those like rapid growth things so now this time is maybe more just about kind of like figuring out how you implement all that you've already kind of had to learn and deal with and do that so like what do you how do you build how do you build the life that you want? Like, what? what do you, yeah, yeah. What's the day? What does the day to day look like? What is that thing? You know, it's not. Yeah. You know how to deal with these big life altering things. Yeah, what, I'm not even sure that I do. I just feel like it's like eh, I don't know. What's I don't your, really too much. What's your house? Um, I think it's eighth. Let me double check. I'm pretty sure though. That's my all my caps are there. Well, because so this was something that I thought was super interesting and i hadn't thought about it this way this was from saturn sisters um oh yeah they and were- they brought up that um until the 18th century when we discovered uranus mm-hmm. um saturn was like the last the furthest planet away and oh. so when they're studying the movement of the planets saturn returning and because people's life expectancy wasn't that long it was like a big deal if you made it to your late 20s 30s to like survive to see a thing so it's like of course you would start because Saturn return can be thinking about your mortality thinking about time thinking about structures that you have in your life and all those things so it makes sense in the initial stages that it's like oh yeah if you are getting towards you're pushing 30 and you're like oh shit I might be dead who knows if I'm gonna keep living so it's Mm -hmm. like that feeling of of time kind of encroaching on you I think makes total sense when you think of it in those terms and now I think we think of it more as like you know quarter life crisis am I married yet am I do I have the job that I want am I making the kind of money that I want so I think it's more existential in that way but I think it's also about becoming like because it's that next like rebirth phase I think it's just about the stepping into the feeling of being the like most autonomous force in your life that you are Mm. you are the one who's in charge and so I think that it can come in in various forms but feeling some sort of responsibility and ownership over over your life whether that means it's you're having to take steps to feel that way or things are happening that are kind of solidifying those feelings Mm -hmm. I think that's interesting because um 
I think this is taken like up until Saturn return ish times or mid to late twenties of like, you know, it kind of goes back to even like what we were saying about like how I kind of like expect people to have the same reaction to things that I have. And it's the same with like, if I want to do something and the, the people around me, I mean, I have a lot of 11th house. It's like, I want people to join me and I want people to feel fun. And I want people to like the food I like. And this movie's great. You got to love it. Like I can be that, per- that person that like kills the vibe of a movie. Cause I'm like, you're going to love it. Uh, but, but then it's like, Oh wait, I can, I'm me. I only have myself at the end of the day. And I love my, my friends and my support systems and families and loves and whatnot. But it's like, but I, I'm in the driver's seat at the end of this. And it's like, it takes, it takes someone like me a long time to like get there of like, not everyone has to be on your journey or your ride or like your shit or do whatever you want to do all the time. So it's like, and it's like, fuck, it's a hard pill, especially with like, I mean, Capricorn, I think it's fun having this Saturn because it's like, Oh, hard pills to swallow? My favorite. Like, bon appetit, you dumb bitch. So, uh, <laughs> I, it was interesting for me looking more into like the houses of it too, because mine's sixth house. And it mentioned a lot of stuff about, um, you know, work, but also uh, male relationships, which I thought was like, mm hmm. Um, just about how, like, in the recent, the shadow phase building up to my Saturn return. And then entering the shadow return, how like my structure with work and what I'll accept and what like pay I'll accept and what commutes I'll accept and what like the sadness I'll have that comes with like, you know, being a part of the capitalist machine, like has my boundaries changed and they got stronger and now I'm getting the work I want uh, because of that. And then also just like, just like like men in general, like whether it's family or like date or when I was like dating and now, you know, boot up of just being like, okay. It's not, it's, it's not this all or nothing thing. I have autonomy. Like it's just like redefining like all these things. And I really like related to my house with the return stuff thus far. So this is something I also kind of was, and maybe I'm putting this on other people, but when I was reading about it, I think that people of our Saturn and cap generation, um, are kind of, I was like relating it more to like the me too movement yeah. where I think it does have a lot to do with issues with men. And I think we are kind of tired of this structure and I think it's becoming um, a place where we're being tested a lot of like, you know what you hear and how, who you believe and what you stand for and how you conduct yourself. Mm -hmm. And like, um, you know, being tested in that way, I think has happened to women for, you know, many, many years, regardless of like your Saturn placement. Mm -hmm. But I think all this stuff is coming up now. And like, you know, we're like trying to become leaders and feminists. And like, I think that's really cool. And then I was like, I wonder if like Dr. Blasey Ford's, in her second Saturn return and is like leading. She's not. Oh, but <laughs> I was like, this maybe she's like leading the way for us. But I did find out that she won't disclose her birthday, which I think is really cool. And that's <laughs> but she's definitely not yeah. in yeah. Um, Cap as well. Yeah, that's no, she's that, in Virgo. That's fair. She's probably like, you guys have enough information about me. <laughs> <I know>. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like I'm trying to like work again. I mean, yeah. maybe she would would disclose it. Just wasn't like readily. Maybe available. not right now, but like I bet down the road we'll. I feel like I'm ready for her book like later November later later 1966 oh. oh and it speculated the 28th but we don't know oh, oh. I could see a Scorp Sag energy from mm-hmm. from her I agree um no I think that's a great point too though about 
kind of, you know, because it is, especially because Saturn is in Capricorn right now. Um, and it does rule like structures and power systems and authority and all of that. So I think that, and then it is a kind of that inter intergener or interpersonal mm-hmm. um, place where it's like, yeah, it's also going to affect society stuff too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And I think it's like, you know, even, I feel like honestly everyone like the day of the hashtag me too. Like I feel like honestly everyone was like posting. Everyone that I know my age was like posting something. Mm-hmm. I didn't, but like almost every single person. So I feel like maybe that's something to do with like our age and our generation. Maybe it's also just time, you know. Mhm. Well, and I mean just like relating back of like time, I feel like again cap it's like yeah. it's like if anyone's going to keep the time or like be like, no, I'm done. Like yeah. this goats, the goats not, not budging anymore. Even like now with like the whole R Kelly thing. I mean, this might be a little late after actually probably not because he's been getting away with it for ever, forever. Yeah, yeah. Um, now this is like coming up too. And it's like, Oh cool. Now it's time for like, everyone's now listening to the me too movement when it's like women of color. And now we're like finally taking this fucking seriously coming from Chicago. No one gave a fuck about R. It was like a very like, meh. But we like him and it's like no we'd like he, cancel cancel him all the way home know, people still don't take it that seriously they don't they str- really don't and not even just with him even like yeah they really just don't and it's like i understand it's a complicated issue i understand that like we're not you know not every person is to believe based on every single thing they say i understand that but also like why don't we at least at the very least give women the benefit of the doubt the way that we do men mm-hmm. it doesn't have to mean you believe everything they say when they say they saw a fucking unicorn like i'm not saying that i'm saying like uh, when someone's talking about something that is a fact that happened in their life you take it to believe that they know take, what they're talking yeah, about take it serious at least at the very least take it seriously and respect that they it's some they have experienced some that they are hurt like that they're they're pain is just as valid as anybody else's Mm -hmm. and this is where i'm gonna be l woods for a fucking hot minute because what's bullshit about the justice system is obviously it's already structured to be against women and people of color and anyone who's other or lesser income or abilities or what have you but like the fact that you can the argument for that a lot of like dumb shitheads usually men make of like well with these things it's their word against their word so like you can't prove it it's like yeah but we also have murder trials where we won't even have evidence but they still make a decision and it's usually guilty and it's usually like aiming towards the prosecution to put that person away and to prove that they did it's wrong. It's supposed also, to be in it's supposed to be innocent until proven guilty, but it's not supposed to be like it's supposed uh, to be innocent. lying until yeah, proven yeah, telling yeah, the yeah. truth. Well mm-hmm. but also isn't every argument or situation a they a said this proverbial yeah, he mm-hmm. said she said where it's like, yeah, that could be anything. But yeah. we don't if if a car accident happens and the evidence suggest that this is the thing we're not like oh well well they said they rear-ended but you said they you backed into them but how also there are, are still thousands of untested that's rape what kids. I was about are you fucking kidding me that's what i was they about won't to even say do it because it costs too much get the fuck out of here well yeah. they're gonna realize it's like tons of people on their police force and tons of people in their legislators and tons of people in their this and that and people and baseball players and these people and you're like but they're good guys i liked them when we drank beer together and it's like they're monsters and you perpetuate monsterdom until it's normal until we all can't fucking take it anymore but like, even you know i'm guilty of 
doing it too so i don't want to like put too much pressure on to like everyone listening or anyone because i know it's hard like there are like certain people in my life where i've heard them say very gross things about women and i have not stood up and said something and i have felt uncomfortable and i know that like it's hard like i mm-hmm. know that like you want to trust that your family member or your friend or whoever like when my brother says like at a fucking college graduation something gross about a woman i'm not like oh could you shut up like that's a woman like you know it's hard it's hard to like stand up in that moment or even later on say anything and Mm -hmm. but also we shouldn't have said it on a podcast but whatever (laughs) but also we're it's we're just starting the to break the cycle of even saying anything at all even if it's after the fact or later like we've never even trained it like say hey that wasn't cool like that's new that is new to even like have like the like okay because also uh like and not saying that your brother not not relating this we to your brother we can use rela- it as an example but like <laughs> let's say it's not true okay wait <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna not use your brother okay. because because my example is say you're at a bar someone's creepy hey fuck you men kill women like that's the other thing too you want to like say no or i'm not interested or that's inappropriate and then they're just like i'm gonna like uh sorry the patriarchy has made me like an in in gone like off my i can't emotionally handle so i'm just like resort to violence and it's like oh like you just those are like always the scary the like scary things even like if there's like road raging moments where i'm like in the car with like a man and it's just like they do like the step up thing i'm like I'm like, I assume all men are going to kill me. So, like, can we not, like, anger the guy in the car next to us? Because I don't know. Like, I just don't know. Like, I am I operate until, like, innocent and proven guilty. Kill me until uh, you haven't otherwise (laughs) then proved. (laughs) We also haven't learned to receive that yet. Like, even you see it on Vanderpump Rules, and it's the stupidest (laughs) example. But it's like, you see these girls being like, you don't support women. Well, how can you say that when you're yelling in my face? And it's like, yeah, yeah, like it's this thing of like, we still don't know how to receive that as being like, you're right. I'm not supporting you in this moment as a woman. But also, this is what's happening to me. If you could... if you could also hear that, like, okay, I don't know if this was, I don't watch Pan- Vanderpump Rules, but I saw a like 20 second video on Twitter and I don't wonder if you can confirm if this is a Vanderpump Rules quote because it was some girl, I'll probably butcher this, but she goes, while you are away at Kinsey, I'll, Kines- 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 yeah. Yes, Vanderpump okay. Rules. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> 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 I'm trying to get a, a kinesiology, a kinesiology school, Sonoma. school in Sonoma. <laughs> he was getting a degree in like fucking bitches or something. Yeah. Sticking his dick in other women. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Amen. That was one of the best quotes I've ever heard in my entire life. Oh, no, yeah. They're very good. One of them, she goes, I think she like claps in her face and she goes, you don't support other women. And she goes, stop clapping in my face. Oh, my God. <laughs> I am too deep just to derail for a moment because I'm just there. Like anyone ever wants to talk to me about seasons two, four. I'm currently in the beginnings of five 90 day fiance. I am free to DM, talk about it at length. It is just an amazing piece of television. They don't pay us to advertise. We just we just do it because we like it, baby. It's a Vanderpump and 90 day fiance friendly Saturn return safe space hell yeah um Um, well let's go quickly through um i most of you will probably have the same few saturn signs but i want to touch on just house placements really quick okay so again kind of like a combination of you know obviously the saturn sign is going to be the big thing but then also what house it operates in so Mm -hmm. um if your saturn is in aries or your first house um and these are just like 
potential themes. I don't want to prescribe anything or tell anybody what exactly is going to happen in any sort of predictive sense. But um, if your Saturn is in Aries uh, or in your first house, uh, Saturn return might be an opportunity for you to work on your impulses, work on impulse control, also work on impulsive kind of like changing of ideas or directions or starting projects that you can't finish. This is a time for you to kind of, um, you know, finish what you start follow through with things um also like learning to work with others learning to uh you know set your ego aside not take everything so personally um Mm -hmm. learning to like you know you can lead with ideas but not take over not a my way or the highway kind of approach um yeah Taurus, Taurus or second house um this one is gonna be you know uh living within your means perhaps uh Mm. learning you know i mean obviously money stuff problems but also just like are there the thing like do you need all of this stuff uh are the things around you actually bringing you joy are they actually sparking joy or are you just hoarding stuff um Uh are have you earned the stuff that you want or need or whatever are you willing to put in work to kind of get the stuff um that you that you want can you uh you know but yeah yeah uh, Saturn in Gemini or third house uh, is going to be about communicating, obviously, um, you know, expressing yourself, uh, expressing your opinion, mm-hmm. sharing your ideas and words and things like that. Um, also, this is a lot of this I saw on um, uh, Astro Twins. So this is um, cute, you know, paraphrase from them, but also learning how to um, like, again, a- another one about like partnership, but learning how to, I don't know, like not compromise not compromise your ideals for someone else um as well uh, mm. maintaining maintaining your sense of self and autonomy mm-hmm. um saturn in cancer or your fourth house uh home and family this could be a source of stress but also a source of comfort and stability so kind of like dealing with um you know what grounds you what roots you whether this be your literal family or also just your home place you might um you know also like childhood mom issues, um, mm-hmm. sense of security kinds of things. Um, yeah, those are some some things. Uh, one of the things of this one is like learning how to uh, embrace your caretaker instincts as well and like implement that. That can be something that's maybe uh, a fear, but also can bring you some great kind of security and joy and, and growth. Getting that home together. Yes. Um, Saturn in Leo or your fifth house. Um, this one is a lot about learning to, um, foster your talents and your kind of like performance abilities, your creativity, but also kind of, um, coming down to earth a little bit about romantic ideals and kind of, uh, dramatic ambitions, things like that kind of, um, you know, being more practical, being more realistic about things, um, Mm -hmm. not, uh, you know, like, uh, appreciating the the more mundane aspects of life and uh but also again like indulging in exploring your creative talents um Mm -hmm. as well because saturn return can also be a time where you really step into something that you're good at that's another thing to deviate a little bit like the saturn return can be not necessarily even not necessarily anything challenging in in the sense that a lot of us think about it it could be the time when you finally like uh 
figure out what it is that you want to do. And so the, the challenge is you're having to work hard because you're starting a new career, but it's this thing that you really are, uh, you know, made for and that you find really fulfilling. So, yeah, I think they like a lot of the times when you hear Saturn return stories about like those kind of like, you know, squeal the brakes. Oh fuck. It is because you are like, this is the time where if your life doesn't look like how you want it, I mean, now or never, baby. Like, I think even if you kept going with the same shit, like, well, I have the safe job and uh, this guy's fine. And like, you know, my town's okay and it works for me. It's just never going to feel good. And it's like, it's scary, but man, it's just, it's necessary. It's Mm -hmm. like, it's that time to just like flip the rug and just like switch it up. Time to time to learn maybe even go back to i'm sure some of these would be like maybe i'm guessing ninth house maybe even be like going back to school or things like that so um saturn in virgo or your sixth house um this is gonna be you know learning to uh let go of when not everything fits into boxes or can be kind of systemized and organized in a way that you like them um learning to kind of like go with the flow learning how to um not be so perfectionist uh you know also trying to like i don't know you know again also all of these are kind of like flipping these into positives too or things that serve you these are Mm -hmm. things that you may personality qualities that you might not be able to get rid of or even want to but it's learning how to like use them in ways that are effective towards you not in that kind of you know punish yourself or shame you Mm -hmm. um virgo's about service so you could work um in in a food service industry in any kind of like how maybe you become a closet organizer you are uh like a manager of some sort in that way mm-hmm. um also health and healing because that's a, a very virgo thing mm-hmm. um i mean i just learned about drinking water like <laughs> like last year i got the water app but it, it's like bitch you gotta drink some water you do bitch you do gotta drink water <laughs> remember that um saturn in libra or your seventh house um I mean, learning through partnerships and relationships, learning how to, um, you know, keep those things balanced, not give too much of yourself, not be, um, and, but also not to be too, um, like stead kind of what we're talking about at the beginning too stuck on being harmonious, um, learning about like true harm balanced give and take harmonious living, not just kind of, you know, bending for the sake of keeping the peace, uh, that sort of thing. So, you know, learning, learning to establish boundaries and, uh, and, setting limits for yourself mm-hmm. um saturn in scorpio or your eighth house you know those eighth house things baby. <laughs> on them ace house tings um this could be dealing with um like sexual hang-ups body hang-ups um spirituality hang-ups but it's a time you know allowing for transformation allowing for rebirth allowing for um new beginnings which i think like i this one seems a very i don't know saturn does feel squ- i know it's not scorpio but it does seem like they're complementary energies to me yeah. that well, kind of well capricorns are like well i'm thinking cap uh return but like it can be like kind of the earthy scorpio at the end of the day yeah. and i think it's all similar to to taurus in that way of like releasing things that aren't working allowing for things to kind of be be made anew it mm-hmm. does say that you aren't afraid of blood and i definitely am so <laughs> astro twins yes get on that <laughs> <laughs> um saturn in sagittarius or in your ninth house um yeah i mean learning through travel learning through uh new cultures um but i think it's also like the um 
Astro Twins uh, recommend it as like a time to maybe live abroad, um, kind of immerse yourself in that way. But I think it's also like, um, yeah, higher education. But I think it's also about like putting, uh, I have Saturn and Sagittarius and one of the big things for me is kind of like putting your big ideas to into practical place where it's like, it's not enough. Even if it's like, you have to actually go on the trip. You actually have to like learn that language, not stop thinking about maybe doing it or like having it be an imaginative, you mm-hmm. know, flighty kind of thing. It's like, go do it for reals. Yeah. Um, Saturn in Capricorn or your 10th house um, goals, success, um, you know, learning how to like learn, you know, what, what's important what do you want to what do you want to accomplish but i think also like taking some pressure off of yourself of of accomplishing of just focusing on goals for goal's sake what do you really want what fulfills you um also working on authority relationships male relationships father men um i think that that can be attributed to not just your your literal father but just ideas of you know patriarchal structures and right. things like that just how do you um how do you assert yourself in situations that way um yeah yeah uh saturn in aquarius or your 11th house um humanitarian issues obviously community can be um like finding your tribe that's the the literal astro Mm -hmm. style (laughs) one but yeah i think like figuring out how you can interact with groups or be be part of a group be part of the greater good um you know it could be you don't feel comfortable in group so it's a challenge for you to you know find these things but or it could be just finding the right group or finding the work that really speaks to you something like that um i feel like that's a theme outside of the aquarium but just in like saturn return too and i think it comes with like the age range too of like um thinking of saturn with time too of like okay like i and it's not a shade to acquaintances or to people that you like kind of like, but it's like, man, I got to prioritize like people who make me feel good and like going to stuff that I really enjoy and not like, I mean, time's fleeting. And it's like, um, it's hard to do that, especially depending on your placements too, of like having that reshuffle of like ordering like importance, but you kind of have to, Saturn's kind of like, well, do it. Like maybe what's important to you? Who's important to you? Who do you want to like not be like, oh, I only see you every three weeks. What the fuck? It's like, well, fuck, I want to see you. Like, let's do like, every Sunday thing or like, let's, or fuck, I need to see you less <laughs> or like whatever yeah, or it is. It's like, yeah, I only see her. I only see every three weeks and that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think this one specifically too is like, Something that we're kind of seeing, you know, they're so future forward and they're so like Aquariuses are that way. Mm-hmm. And so I think we're already seeing this generation come into their own in a way and like the shadows fast approaching for them, too. So, right. I, but I think it is about like social justice and all that kind of stuff. And it's coming up and like people are doing it. And so I think it's cool to see that from the other side because i rarely get to be like the mm-hmm. older friend or whatever mm-hmm. i think that's a great point because it is a lot of i think this is like a generation that's had more you know been on social media more and kind of is used to feeling part of a community so i think it's going to be interesting to see if maybe like the saturn return i mean we're seeing it already in like marches and things like that where it's like how do you actually support these causes that you care about or whatever like what do you like well, what's the- i think it's evident in this sect like mm-hmm. people are trying to have rocks on them because like 
I want something to grab in my purse that's not my fucking phone all the time. Like, right. we are trying to literally ground ourselves to, like, get away from this technological space, which is creating, like, for good, for better and for worse, a lot. Well, it's yes. creating a mm-hmm. lot of stuff. Well, and I think maybe, and I already feel like this is already kind of shadow happening. Maybe it's just for me, and I, I but I do think other people are feeling this, is, like, I mean, a big thing over the break and just like something I would thought about like I mean I'm a phone like I am a phone person I love taking pictures and I love like documenting my time with my friends but also like scroll holes are real and like just being like okay Monday and Thursday phones in literally another room and I am like I want to read more books I want to like I want to like do yoga in my living room like I want to like do these things but it's so easy as if you're easily distractible I mean, we have little distraction computers on our in our hands at all times. So I'm wondering if the Saturn Aquarius will almost be like uh, like the taskmaster of like, OK, like it's great. We have this and we can organize. And oh, we I can, think it will. And yeah. we can share our work and we can share, um, you know, pictures here. But I think that consta posting or that consta this mm-hmm. or like that is like definitely I think we're going to see. Um, a change so that is also just so we know um the capricorn is going to be here till like march 21st 2020 and then i can't believe 2020 is coming up and then um aquarians you're going to start march 21st 20 yeah march 21st 2020 till march 7th 2023 i also think that like speaking of like the scroll holes and stuff that you're saying like you want to do yoga in your living room or you want to do like read more books. I feel like we're still in a time right now where that's being shoved on you where it's like, yeah, but you could do yoga with your phone. Right. And it's like, I will murder you. Like yeah. I will straight up destroy you. Mm-hmm. Like it's, yeah, I get it. There's like an app, but it, that's not what yoga is. Yeah. It's a practice you're supposed to learn. It's not like watch me do it and yeah. I'll do it with you. Like it's so creepy. Yeah. Which it's also fine. I love those like guided meditations and all that kind of spirituality stuff with the phone, but it's like, you also have to be able to do it without the phone. Dude, I put my apps in new folders, like when I was on my little break, and I like have like, like things that are beneficial to me, like the water app and my Duolingo. I've been practicing Spanish for like 30 minutes every day, and like things that I'm like are good to me, I'm like, this is good. And then like the all the like distractionary things, which I'm still gonna go on because I need to, you know, check things and post things or what have you. But when you just put them like away, it's like the tidying up thing with Marie Kondo. Like you Get put it, it away, it's on the third screen, and I la- labeled it eh. Like, and it just makes me go, yeah, eh. Like, I don't, like, I'll, you know, move on. So, recommend a reorganizing of your app folders if you need, if that's something you need. Uh, sometimes you just got to recognize what works. It's true. Uh, and finally, thank you for being patient with us. Pi, uh, Pisces. Pisces, always. Uh, Saturn and Pisces or your 12th house. Um, you know, this, I think this is going to be deep, diving into that liminal space that we talk about Pisces with a lot. Getting, uh spiritual getting into more kind of like hidden realms Mm. getting into those boundary crossing things um i think it's really uh it seems to me that it's a time of like really just becoming your most piscean self um you know allowing yourself to to expand and uh be creative, tap into, tap into all of those kind of like unknown, hidden, dreamy, weirdo things that are, that are there. Um, and I think that another thing could be, you know, all of those Pisces things, I think just like, are you're going to be maybe forced to, but 
uh, maybe also just interested in, and invited to explore all of these resources that you know you have in there that again is like a common theme I feel like we talk about with Pisces is like you don't want to have to use this thing but like you got it yeah so let it out that'd be so cool if by the time Pisces return happens which I'm guessing is like the 2023 I have to pull that back up but like in that time period if like by then in a perfect universe we're all like mindful <laughs> and like <laughs> and like actually like don't like shit on people's like hippie dippy practices or or astrology or like or just like it's just letting be like in a lot of ways it's like uh, and I'm just like, I'm just daydreaming of like a future well, fantasy where we all have healthcare and like life is great. Don't you think that that happens a lot though with like people that are six years younger where you're like, oh man, they figured that out. I still haven't figured that out. Or uh-huh. you know what I mean? Yeah. When you meet, like when you have like a younger sibling or a cousin or something where it's like that six years, seven years later where you're like wow they figured out like oh esotericism and like mysticism oh, yeah. that's cool i still haven't figured it out and they're probably think next thing is like aries taurus or whatever they're like oh they figured out how to be comfortable like wow i still mm, you know what i mean yeah it's like gonna keep growing in that way too well, it's so like, we were just so our i mean not to like be, be like the back in my day you think but like I mean, I graduated college during the fucking recession and when like we're all like sold, we were all sold a scam and we were supposed to keep going with the scam. And and then we all got social media and we're all supposed to show how good we are. And it goes again. A lot of themes are coming up here with the same stuff. And it's like you're like fed, fed, fed. And then I mean, what happens when you get overfed, you purge. And then when you in when you're purging, not, um, you know, encouraging that kind of purging. But when you're purging things like this, it's when you get a little bit of clarity of like, what do you need? Like, do we need all of this? Because you're telling me the man is telling me I do when really like I just want everyone to feel happy and safe and have a roof over their head and food and, you know, not like be sick and to like have the same advantages that everyone should have. But you know, gotta purge. Gotta purge the baddies is what is what I'm, is what I'm saying. Well, you guys, uh, like we said, Saturn return is nothing to be scared of. That's more just information to help you navigate uh, the most effectively. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to everybody else. Um, so yeah. Oh yeah, I saw Saturn. Uh, I was listening to a different podcast. I can't remember what it was. I, mean, I was in the podcast hole. Speaking of holes, but I think the Saturn sisters did write a book called "Surviving Your Saturn Return" too, which looked pretty yeah interesting. Check that if, out. if you're feeling still a little like, ooh, what is this? Or maybe like you're having a lot of big changes right now that are concurring, and that might be a helpful resource for you if you really want to dive into the Saturny stuff. Yeah, check that out. Also check out, um, like I mentioned before, Jessica Lignato's Ghost of a Podcast, and it's also so their good. new thing, Stargazing, oh, um, yeah. that's on Facebook, TLC. They have The first episode was actually about Saturn Returns, and they have some interesting stuff. And, oh, cool. Um, yeah, so check that out. And um, our boy Colin, Colin was on there. Colin Bedell, uh, guest <laughs> An on Stargazing. So check that out. Um, and thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to What's Your Sign. Please rate us five stars and subscribe on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you use. If you like what you heard, please support us on Patreon. You can also find us online on Instagram at What's Your Sign Podcast or on Twitter at What's YR Sign underscore pod. You can also like our fan page on Facebook and join our friendship group. Questions, comments, concerns, or to book a commission chart reading, you can email us at whatsyoursignpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye. What's your sign? What's your sign? What's your sign? What's your sign?
You have reached the voicemail box of... What's your sign, baby? Hey, guys. Um, I'm obsessed with your podcast, and I'm so excited I get to call in. Um, my Saturn return is I'm all up in it, let me tell you. I was just living my life with my boyfriend of like a million years or seven we were buying a house, we were planning on getting married, and then my Saturn return hits and boom, I get sick with a mystery illness, my fiance and I have to cancel our wedding, the fiance and I break up, cue me having to learn how to express my feelings, I'm a Scorpio, I'm a lot of Scorpio, I'm a five placement Scorpio. I am a Scorpio, Scorpio to my core. And I'm like in a fucking transformation. Like talk about Scorpio being a transformation. And my Saturn return has been a doozy and I'm excited for it to end because I feel like I've learned all the life lessons. There are no more to learn. No, there are always more to learn. So is my Gemini moon. Okay, thanks, guys. I love you. Hey, guys. Uh, this is Danielle, and I live in Oklahoma. Um, my big three are Virgo Sun, Pisces Moon, and Scorpio Rising. My Saturn return started in 2017. Uh, I started the year very depressed. Uh, by the middle of it, I ended up breaking up with my boyfriend of almost two years. And shortly after that, I had a falling out with a group of friends who all lied to me for about six months in order to protect a secret that he had, and it was all very terrible. Um, in the first half of 2018, I felt kind of disconnected and, like, very upset and unsatisfied with everything in my life, my job, my relationships. Um, and because of that, I ended up going back to therapy. Thankfully, I've been doing a lot better. Um, those friends aren't really in my life anymore. I ended up getting a much more reliable reliable vehicle after driving what I like to call a death trap for almost 10 years. Um, and I just recently moved from a situation, like a living situation that I was in for about seven years that just was no longer serving me. So uh, I, it feels safe to say I feel ready for whatever comes next. But anyway, I just thought I'd share my experience thus far. Uh, I'm kind of ready for it to be over. <laughs> what up, y'all? This is Madison. Listen, number one, you don't have a voicemail set up. A fucking millennial audio. Okay, listen. I'm a huge believer in Return of Saturn. I don't know exactly what kind of stories you want, but I will say that when I was 27 and starting to get into, um, I guess, the shadow period, if you will, of my Return of Saturn, um, I essentially woke up one morning after driving to working in my job in accounting, like driving there every day and murdering my soul. And I woke up one day and I was like, I can't fucking do this anymore. And I just quit. I just quit my job, which I wouldn't recommend anybody do, but I did it. And I just started like driving Lyft and doing elder care and, um, 
doing comedy like every night. And um, I would say that I wasn't on my path. And I'm really glad that even though it was kind of a crazy thing to do, I followed my intuition at the moment. And I was bumped on the correct path. Um, Probably I could hear Julia being like, oh, well, you're never not on the path. But, you know, we've had this conversation, I'm sure. Anyways, love the pod. I love you gals. Um, Was this what you wanted? I don't know. I just was, like, bored at work. (laughs) Hey, guys. So um, I am going through my Saturn return right now. I've been in it for about a year. And I have to say that the biggest theme that I'm facing so far is having to do with my love life. Though I won't deny that my uh, financial stability has been a big key player yet, but, you know, there's more work to happen there. Anyway, a couple months into my Saturn return, after trying to force this guy that I'd been, like, uh, pining over for, like, nine years, Um, yeah, really tried to force him to be in a relationship with me and it just wasn't happening. And I was walking down the street and I was like, why can't he see that I'm like so beautiful and smart and funny and the whole fucking package. And then something clicked inside of me and I realized that I could give myself all of that love and attention. Um, so yeah, that's what I've been doing. And of course, since I started doing that now, I have a flood of men (laughs) including that that same guy that I tried to force to date me. He's still around. They're all still around. Anyway, so I'm enjoying my um, second slut phase because, of course, I lived it up and was a slut in college, um, but I was much more sad. My Scorpio moon was really in control uh, during those times. So, uh, yeah, that's what's going on for me right now. But throwing it out there, I heard that sometimes, like, a really – monumental or just like life shaking thing happens when Saturn is in the degree that it was at when you were born and mine's at 26 so 26 degrees I was at the the tail end of Saturn Capricorn um so we'll see what happens then I might have to report back later anyway love you guys hi I'm calling to talk about my Saturn return Uh, My name is Jamie. I'm calling from the gentrified armpit of California, Sacramento. Uh, I'm a Libra sun, Virgo moon, Aquarian rising, and my Venus is extremely problematic. It's in Scorpio. I'm so sorry. Um, My Saturn return started in September, I believe. Uh, So far, I have excommunicated so many toxic friends, so lots of frauds exposing themselves, can't ignore it, friend group shrinking, totally okay with it, Um, started dating my longtime crush, someone that I've been friends with for almost a decade, now we live together, it is a stereotypical uh, lesbian adjacent queer romance whirlwind, and I'm loving it, Um, I'm starting therapy, that was a long time coming. Very stoked about that. Also, some grown-ass shit. Rebuilding my credit. Oh, my God, it's so painful. Um, everything is suffering. And my beauty, like, specifically, like, skincare routine is the lengthiest it's ever been, and there's no going back. 
it's not even like 10 steps. It's probably like 12 to 13 steps at this point. Bitch, I am glowing, glowing upward, glowing from within, and I drink a lot of water now. So, uh, yeah, that's my take on pouting return. Thank you for listening. Have a blessed day.